Gordon Hill on this. The Free Cheese and Hot Sauce podcast. Nightingales. Buckies or bookies? And I'm just trying to do better than I use. Speaking of crows. It's a kind of shame that you really just can't describe. No thoughts, chaps, no thoughts. All right. Hey, what is up, internet people? You are listening to Free Cheese and Hot Sauce, the official podcast of r slash Chicago Bulls. Is that a lie? Are we? That's not a lie, right? Mm. We are the official. We're official. We get get the priority, like, post thing on there. So I'm going to say we are official. I mean, you're a mod, so you could just change the rules. We're official. I'm saying it now. I'm declaring it. We're official. There's no going back from here, and they can kick me out if they want, but... Which they just might do if you start changing Mm. rules, but that's not for now. That's, uh, you know, for something that has nothing to do with this podcast. Anyway, hey, what's up? I'm Chris. We've got John. Howdy. And we also have Grant for the first time on the pregame show. Yeah, hey guys, how y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know. I'm I'm surviving. I'm making it in this world. I'm excited. It's the second game of a back-to-back. Basketball is finally happening again. That's happening all the time. I feel lucky that we have Grant on for uh, our Bucks pregame because he actually lives in Wisconsin, so he sees plenty of Milwaukee Bucks action. Yeah, my uh, eyes have bled a few times from watching this Bucks team, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, get ready to carry the team on this one because uh, thanks to the uh, Bulls, we don't have to uh, watch that kind of. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. So the Bulls—they just played the Magic last night. We—we'll just say it straight up. We have no idea what happened yet because we're recording the day before. Um, but they're playing the Bucks regardless. Uh, second game of the back-to-back, as I've said like three times now. The Bulls' starting lineup consists of, I need my notes, it should, at the very least, Rose, Butler, Dunleavy, Gasol, and Noah, assuming that he's back from whatever illness it is that he has. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. Uh, As we're recording this, they're just kind of released that he has taken on an illness, but I can imagine him maybe not playing against the Magic, but I can I don't see him missing this Bucks game. No, it, I feel like if he gets one night of rest, he'll be fine, and I honestly wouldn't even be surprised to see Joe Kim play against the Magic, but um, it really could go either way. So I'd assume Taj would start at the 5 if Joe Kim can't go tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't even be the worst thing if Joakim got a day of rest here either, to be honest, at the beginning of the season. He's still looking a little like that knee is not right yet. Yeah. And, he, like, but, if there's ever a time for Miritich to get minutes, it's going to be against the Magic and the Bucks and whatnot. I was going to say, we have like a pretty easy stretch of games here, isn't it? Like, we play Milwaukee, or Magic, then Bucks then the Celtics, I want to say, or the 76ers, and then the Celtics. So it's a good stretch for him to get some minutes against those teams that maybe aren't quite as good as some like the top-level competition. It is Magic, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Pistons, 
then Toronto, which is a tough game, then Indiana, so realistically we should win at least six out of seven games here. I say should because, you know, it's early in the season and those kind of weird games where bad teams destroy good teams tend to happen, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that go down. I think yeah. it's going to happen against the Bucks, though. Yeah, I mean, like, early season is just, like, you kind of just are kind of feeling everything out, like, how you want to, uh, you know, like, run plays and all that kind of stuff, and just establish, like, a certain, like, team dynamic on the court, like, where everyone should be on certain defensive sets and stuff like that, so if, you know, Marotic is going to play, I think these will be some solid games for him to get some, like, quality minutes in, you know? Yeah, yeah and the uh, the Bucks, they they haven't looked awful, but they are just, you can tell, they are a very, very young very untested and they're just not there yet they're not going to really be there this year they're going to win a few games here and there but a team like the bull should easily be able to shut them down defensively because a lot of their offense relies on just passing it to a guy at the three-point line and letting a three-point shooter shoot or lately it's been dump it to jabari who is kind of one real shining part of the Bucks roster because he has looked like the real deal in the first couple games. He has come out. I think he's one of like uh, seven people to post multiple double doubles in their first three games of uh, like in their NBA debut. And he just he looks strong. He looks athletic, and he looks like he can easily play the four in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. That, definitely. It's actually a good thing you bring up about like uh, you know them, them the uh, Bucks having players outside the three point line because they are shooting pretty well from three point uh, range at like forty one percent. They're ranked third in the NBA right now. Granted, they're only three games in, but still, you know, it's definitely a, they're they're a three point threat. I think if you just leave people open out there. Yeah. No. Definitely. And one thing, person I did want to quickly mention just while we're uh, talking Bucks is, I mean, I know you guys are probably familiar with Ersan Ilyasova, but I can't for the life of me understand why they haven't thought about trading him and why management continues to come out and say that they are invested in Ersan when they have such a crowded kind of three through fives on their roster and they need their young guns to get in and get minutes. I don't understand why they don't trade him away and just kind of keep collecting assets for the future. The yeah, and they say they say they're committed to him, but he's not even in the starting five. Like it's Jabari at the four, and they have fucking Jared Dudley playing shooting guard for some reason. They could really easily put Jabari in and have him be bigger than a lot of threes, but they're actively yeah. choosing to keep him out of the lineup. Yeah, and I think kind of the one person they thought he'd be able to play over. I think they thought he'd jump Chris Middleton a lot, but Chris Middleton is a really good player, and I think we've learned that over the last two seasons. He is a consistent three-point threat, and he he's listed at 6'7", but, I mean, I'm going to go out and say he's got a much larger wingspan because he can defend the three really effectively, and he, he is just a very, very good player that I think a lot of people are overlooking and kind of really overlooking within that Brandon Jennings trade, too, that brought him over last year. I think it was uh, Brandon Knight and Chris Middleton for Brandon Jennings and kind of whomever else from the Bucks, But, I mean, Chris Middleton is starting on the Bucks now. They got a really, really high-quality player in Chris Middleton out of that trade. And, you know, I wouldn't say that they necessarily got the worst player of, like, Brandon Knight's doing pretty well for him right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's playing got, really what, well. He's got, like, 20 points per game. He's, got, he's almost averaging a double-double. He's not typically a guy you'd think of doing that, but he's doing really well for the Bucks right now. Granted, and they don't get- have all that much at point guard with what... 
Kendall Marshall behind him. Nate um, Walters. Nate Walters. <laughs> he was my fantasy hero last season. I pick him up like every once in a while, and like you know, every he never put up like spectacular numbers, but he was good just for kind of bringing the game a little bit closer for me. He'd sneak in those nine point games for you. Yeah, and he's he's actually fun to watch too. Again, I've been subjected to these Bucks games, but I enjoyed watching Nate Walters, and it, he, I mean, I've. This is a really going to be a cheap comparison, but it was almost like watching a young, like unheralded, as unheralded, but a little young Kirk, almost a little bit. He gets Ooh. around. He he's a high IQ player, and I mean he can shoot and he can take guys off the dribble a little bit, and he he'll get in your face and he he's not afraid, which is which is what I like about him. But at the same time, they've got Kendall Marshall, who has the better the best Twitter in the NBA, so I think it's really? hard, it's hard to pick that back up. So I, I'm just I need to know why it's the best Twitter in the NBA. I'm right. sorry. I was gonna ask the same question because he has pretty good competition in uh Embiid right now. I'll be on Embiid he might win rookie of the year for Twitter, but Kendall Marshall, he was just clowning on the Lakers last year. He's he's puts up great uh like vines. He's just uh, one of the best social media guys. He's just funny and he, he doesn't take it seriously. He just he's constantly joking around on it and it's just genuine entertainment to be honest one of my favorite things that nba players do on twitter is like they'll say something that could be taken as being kind of controversial like i feel like recently there was a kevin durant thing about him going over to washington or something like that and it was you know it blew up of course and all the espn like pundits were spinning it as you know he might uh, get traded over there he'll walk in free agency or something so durant went to twitter made some comments about it and then um shortly thereafter deleted them i just love like i feel like so frequently when you read about players on twitter it ends up them just like deleting whatever they said oh yeah no that definitely but that's why you got to look at the backups because the backups twitter no one really cares no one cares what kendall marshall's posting like cool kendall marshall like you you know made fun of someone no one cares you're the 11th man on the bucks roster no one cares about you most people probably don't even know he plays for the Bucks. They're probably just there for the Vines. I won't even lie. I didn't realize he played for the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean no. that's why we've been talking about him. Um, okay, one thing to look at with Kendall Marshall though is him and John Henson have a minor bromance going. I'm pretty sure they're on the same uh, North Carolina team, Ooh. so that that's fun for them. They you know they've got buddies there, and it's a nice little subplot to the Bucks season and the reuniting, or I should say the Bucks off season because they were reunited. Well, that's uh, it's nice to know that there are things that there's other sources of happiness in Milwaukee other than winning basketball games, which uh. This sounds kind of biased, but do you guys really see the Bucks being able to keep up with the Bulls? Like, I think Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose are just going to run all over them because, yeah, Brandon Knight's a pretty decent defender. He's just kind of a good overall player, but outside of that, there's really no one who is quick enough to stay in front of Rose or is strong enough to stop Jimmy. I just... Yeah, no, honestly, I don't I don't think there's any way that the Bucks can keep up with the Bolts. And I think it it's less on the offensive side of it, more on the uh defensive. I think the Bulls are just gonna be able to shut down the Bucks pretty easily with their defense and then the Bulls are gonna be able to get points. Like granted, again, like you were saying, they don't have the worst defensive group. I mean Jabari Parker, big and strong, you know, six, eight, two hundred and forty pounds. He weighs more than their center, Larry Sanders, who as we know is a phenomenal rim protector. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think 
Buckets is just going to go in on Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley will not be able to stop him. He's just too slow. And, I mean, Chris Middleton, sure, go, you know, match up against Dunleavy. I think they'll cancel each other out. I just don't think that they have, that the Bucks have enough offense to do anything against the Bulls' defense, and I don't think they have enough defense to shut down the Bulls' offense for four quarters. I was going to say, do you feel like there's any weak points in the Bulls that the Bucks would be able to like, exploit in this game or anything like that? Because, like, being completely honest, I don't know enough about the Milwaukee Bucks outside of, like, Larry Sanders getting like suspended and like out for a chunk of the season last year. So like, I don't know if there's any really weak points. Shout that out they... to the Bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things. Like, I don't know if there's any uh, particular like weak spots where the Bucks can kind of like find a way to sneak back into the game when they're inevitably down by double digits at some point. You know. I mean, I don't think there's anything they can really do. Andrew Gooden isn't on this team anymore, matching up against Carlos Boozer, which I feel like has been the only weak spot for the Bulls in the past couple of years, seeing these matchups. Stupid 40-year-old Drew Gooden would come and put up 20-12, and 12 and it just made no sense. But, I mean, like the only thing I can think Jabari might be get his, but at the same time, it's going to be you know, either Pau a seven foot pow, uh, you know, six ten Taj or a six eleven Joakim guarding him at any given time. So I don't think unless he gets that matchup against like McDermott somehow or even I don't even think he could he'd be able to really do anything to Miritich just out of because of sheer size. But I think the only real thing that we might see is I think Chris Middleton's gonna put up like eighteen points against us, to be honest. I think he's just gonna they're going to leave him open pretty much at the three, do their double, like either double team or do a lot more help defense on like Jabari, even Larry Sanders, and try to shut down Brandon Knight and let just kind of these See, more role players get their shots. I don't think Middleton's going to be the guy who's open though, because in that starting lineup, you have Jared fucking Dudley who averages three points a game, and that's Jimmy's guy. Jimmy's going to be able to roam all over the floor. That That is a good point. I just. I guess I was going strictly position, position battles, but that is a good point. Buckets probably will be on Middleton. And, but, I mean, I, I don't see Jared Dudley really no, making that many buckets. Like, he's shooting no, never. Like 16% from three, and I think the only place he's going to be open against the Bulls is at the three-point line. I think the minute you step inside the three-point line, those mid-range jumpers are not there for slow Jared Dudley. Like... And they're not going to be calling plays for him. They're going to be calling plays for Jabari and then Brandon Knight and then Middleton and even dumping it into Larry before Jared Dudley gets called for an off, coming off a high screen. It just won't happen. Yeah, so that the kind of one weak spot that I was thinking about going in was Jabari's kind of another quick stretch four, which is... I mean, he's really... I feel like he's more a true small forward, but he's kind of got that Carmelo style, but that's not as important... But with Jimmy being able to roam around more, or even Dunleaver, or, or wow, I am just throwing Dunleaver. R's into all my words. Very nice. It's actually called the hanging R, I believe, is what that's called. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, it's a thing. The uh, linguistics podcast. Anyway, the point is, I just, I don't think Jabari's speed is going to kill us. Um, I think the Bulls match up really well. They're a deeper team. They're better coached. So, uh, no, I totally agree with that. I think the only way Jabari would really beat us is if maybe 
he was like he was playing small forward and had kind of a mismatch on on Dunleavy just I mean in size and strength but I mean Jabari will probably put up find a way to put up 15 15 points if he gets the start but I think it's going to be a lot of transition buckets for him like if he can get out and transition and get some layups I think that's where he's going to get his points I don't see him really being able to kind of work out of sets against this Bulls defense especially or anywhere around the rim I don't think he's getting I don't think he's getting anything around the room, to be honest. Yeah. So the Greek freak isn't going to put up any points? Nothing major, you think? Honestly, he's been really quiet to start the season. I mean, and I just don't... I guess he's faster than McDermott if he gets matched up, but he's been playing shooting guard. I mean, I think even like a Tony Snell, if if Snell's coming in there at the the backup shooting guard and matched up against Giannis, I think Tony Snell would be able to shut Giannis down. He hasn't looked, Giannis hasn't looked lost. He just didn't really make any real noticeable leap over the summer. He's kind of still seems like the the 19-year-old rookie or 18-year-old rookie who's just, you know, extended from that now. And again, he is so young, you can't really expect too much from him, but he hasn't made that noticeable second-year jump yet that I think a lot of people were looking for for him. Yeah, so uh, you guys want to do predictions? Yeah, why not? Might as well, might as well run with that while we can. John, go for it. What do you think? The Chicago Bulls are going to win this basketball game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Final score will be one hundred and two for the Bulls, and let's say eighty-nine for the Bucks. Am I am I lowballing the Bucks a little bit there? No, not at all. The Bulls could very well kill them. Yeah, I mean, if honestly, I think if the uh, the way the Bulls shut down the Knicks, if they can do that to the Knicks, I think they can easily do that to the Bucks. If not, make it worse. So, what do you think the score is? I'm thinking like 108 to one. I'll go 108 to 92. I think Buck, the Bucks will get some garbage points, and I think the Bulls will play their backups a lot. I look for minutes similar to the Knicks game. I look for Derrick Rose and uh, assuming Joakim is playing, I look for both of them to not be at more than like maybe 28 minutes, 25, 28 minutes in this game. I really hope down the stretch to this stretch of games that that's kind of what we're seeing is a lot more let, let the rookies get in there against teams like the Bucks because that's those valuable minutes for them. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually going to say it's a little bit closer. I'm going to go 97-90, Bulls win. I think that the Bulls will go through another little slump in the third quarter after a good start. But I think they'll kind of pull ahead again. And I think in the fourth quarter we'll see a lot of reserves, so it'll be kind of a closer game, but not really. I was going to say, do you think we're going to have the same kind of thing that happened in the Minnesota game where like we kind of take our foot off the pedal towards the end? Yeah, Maybe a little bit. Not as severe as that, though, obviously, where it comes no, down no. to, like, one possession or whatever. No, I think the Bucks will get it to about 10, and it'll hang there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, definitely fair. And if uh, for all those of you guys watching it on TV, look for the UC North to be 80% red. There will be 20% green at the most in the Bradley Center, because United Center North will be popping, and it will be all Bulls fans and it will be loud and it will be it honestly for a Bulls fan going to a Bucks game it'll be it's a great experience because the atmosphere feels like you are in Chicago and it's it's pretty hype on there to be honest for a Bulls fan 
And it's so much cheaper too, I think, right? Like it's significantly cheaper. Yeah, we oh, yeah, actually because... can get tickets at face value. It's crazy. That's because, you know, the Bradley Center is never like the United Center other than those two games a year when the Bulls are there. Yeah, no, Bradley Center is... There, let's, I'll put it this way. There's a reason Sand. that the NBA is forcing Milwaukee to guarantee a new arena before they commit to the Bucks being there. I w- I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. All right, Yikes. so real quick, let's... Uh... Let's do bowl of the game predictions. My guy's Jimmy. I think Jimmy's just going to have a lovely little game. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm going to go Derrick Rose. I think this is one of those games. I think he sees Brandon Knight not necessarily as a challenge, but as one of those young guys that he can exploit, and I look for him to continue his domination of the Bradley Center. You know, right. I'm going to go with Derek Rose also. It was between him or Jimmy, I think. But I'm going to go with Rose kind of for the same reasons. I think, you know, he's going to continue that almost legacy or whatever, I guess, of just dominating there. So, yeah, I'm, I'll say Derek Rose probably. You guys can't just agree with me. I see how it is. Oh, I was so uh, close. Sorry. Anyway, right, that, uh, are you putting a bow on this then? Like, I think this is over. I think this was a nice little preview. Well, that was really good. Like I, I think when we have someone who really, really knows the opposing team well, it, it tends to pan out really well. Yeah, we uh, should uh, know what we're talking about more. I feel like that might help. I'm glad to be of uh, of service to you guys. I really, really like your guys' pregame shows. I think these are awesome. Yay! We're getting some kind of approval at least. So, uh, you want to take us home, Chris? Yeah, let's uh, let's drive home safely, the internet. Beep beep. <laughs>